Hello and welcome to the Success Unscrambled podcast, where coaches who are not quite ready to hire a team can learn sufficient skills in tech, marketing, and systems to bring their business forward and become profitable enough to make their first hire. Let's get started with your host, Alvern Ballard. Hello, and you're very welcome to this episode. This is Alvern, and in this episode, we'll be looking at how to create an online course for this year. Well, let's get into it. So Jen lost her job as a high school teacher after four years of working with her former employer. It was a devastating moment for a 28-year-old woman with a passion for impacting knowledge in others. Normally, people like her would look for another 9-to-5 job to rely on because that's the easy part, but Jen was smarter. Teaching is the only thing Jen has a passion for. She is an IT expert and understands how hacking works. She wasn't ready to let teaching go, and that was how she got the idea of creating online training for prospective hackers and IT students. Jen had the right market concept and strategy, but there was a problem. She needed help to create an online course. The point is that we may know many people like Jen who are out there, People knowledgeable in a particular niche, excellent communicators, and passionate about impacting others with knowledge, but need to learn how to go about it. If you're like Jen, you are lucky to be in this group because we've created or even have created this piece just for you. In this episode, you'll learn 10 important steps you will need to develop the best online course ever. So let's do this, shall we? So exactly what is an online course? Let's just get that out in the open, the elephant in the room, and before we get in. So an online course is a learning program structured in a syllabus focus on a particular niche or topic. Depending on the niche, these courses can be formal or informal. Unlike the informal, the formal type of the online courses usually come with a certification at the end. What are the benefits of developing an online course? Well, there is no one benefit for developing online courses, but there is one particular benefit all online courses can admit is to innovation. An innovative online course idea has been one of the methods corporate bodies employ when trying to communicate their new ideas or strategies to their staff. Some of the known benefits are constant availability of instructor, You can access the instructor 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Convenience, unlike the traditional classroom, it allows you to bring the classroom to your room. You will agree that this is the best way to learn in the 21st century, right? It commands attention because you are the only person in the room. It is easier to pay attention while an online course is going on. Step-by-step guide to creating an online course. Let's get into that. To the big part. The thing is, knowing how to teach a course online plays a huge part in the whole online course creation process. Like Jen, you should be talented in teaching skills, well, mostly, and understand the psychology behind impacting knowledge. How to structure an online course to be an expert, to be seen as an expert. Course creators should know how to structure an online course without wasting much time. Check out these steps as I'm going to outline to you. Number one, know your, oh, sorry, sorry, find your niche. So before teaching a particular course, you must have a, an, an area of concentration or interest. Like, for example, if you say something like marketing, that's kind of broad. <laughs> As you can imagine, in um, when you think of marketing, you think of traditional marketing, tr- digital marketing, content marketing, um, social media marketing, social media um uh, Twitter marketing, you know, there's so many Facebook marketing, so many different kinds of marketing. So, um, social ads, you know, there's so many different things. This is why it's important to find your niche. Um, so like Jen, who is into IT and skilled in hacking, you should be able to find a niche and create a syllabus around it. Choose the best course topic. Oh my goodness. If there's anything that you need to take away, from this podcast episode, it is a course topic. Um, And I'm saying this because I worked for about 18 months inside of an agency with many, 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 many course creators. And I remember distinctly, you know, a particular course creator or even one or two coming to the agency and saying, um, she created this amazing course and 
Um, it's somehow it's not selling and she doesn't know why. And as a marketing strategist, I was a marketing strategist at the time working with agency. I looked at the course and straight away, just looking at the um, title and the modules and lessons, I knew straight away that something something wasn't right. Um, by the way, if it is you need help creating your online course um, or someone to just look over it, um, you have two options available. Um, well, let me give you the one option just not to confuse you. If you go to successunscramble.com forward slash T for Tango, M for um, Muriel, S for Sierra, or M for Motel, S for Sierra, you will be able to get access to book um, some time with me to discuss your online course. Uh, and that way I can um, tell you what the next best steps are. So what I help people do is um, create the outline and support you in launching, marketing, uh, promoting the actual material. If you need help with someone who is a specialist in course, a course curriculum developer, I have access to that kind of person as well. So there are mean, people specializing in so many different areas. So if it is you um, have resources available, like you have maybe, I don't know, like I, I wouldn't give a budget, but if you say, let's just say you have a budget available to put an online course out there in the world, depending on your budget, you may want to hire specialists so that, to make sure that your course actually sells because you can invest a lot of money um, creating the course, writing, I mean, you know, actual creating the content, the videos, putting it on a platform, spending a monthly fee, you know, running a webinar, doing the video and all of that. And then it doesn't sell. And you're wondering why and you, do, and you keep, you know, your back is against a wall and you just you just don't know which way to turn. There are many special specialists out there like myself. I'm certified marketer, certified launch manager as well. And I have a lot of experience helping course creators create their course. Um, head over to successunscramble.com forward slash T for Tango, M for Motel, S for Sierra. And I'll be able to have a discussion with you and then discuss with you what the next best steps are depending on your need, depending on where you are. Okay. Choosing a best course topic. Let's get into that before I went off on a lovely big tangent. There are many good online course ideas. Make sure you choose topics that solve real problems. Solve real problems. I'm going to say it again. Solve real problems. Here are the factors you should consider when choosing your ideal topic. And let me stop for a while and see. The difference between a college course and someone who's creating an online course is very, very different. If you're creating an, uh, an online course with someone to get a BSc in psychology, for example. There's a lot of content in that. It's four years long, whatever. But an online course is very different. And the maximum time I've heard of an, on for an online course or online, let's call it online program or master, minus 12 months. Um, shortest time, you could be looking at four weeks. And that's the big difference between a, a college program that's four years long compared to an online course that has that, that solves problems and has an end result. So number one, you have a passion. A passion is crucial if you want to teach the course in, a, in the long run. Furthermore, being passionate about your topic helps you apply effective marketing strategies that will lead to high sales. Profitability is important. Good topics are always the most profitable. Make sure that it is what is what you market your potential customer is what the market your potential customers needs. You can conduct a market research assessment to determine whether your topic of choice is in high demand. Experience and expertise are crucial in backing up your content with experience. You know the issues your audience is likely to encounter, and you can offer them help giving you an edge over your competitors. I'm sure there's a course already that teaches you how to, make, how to create an online course, but anyway, <laughs> let's not go there. Ensure that your course concept has high market demand. When selecting your niche, you should focus on what people need. A good way to check out um, the trends, the market trends, is to head over to um, trends.google.com and you can look at the market trends for your particular niche that you want to focus on. I mean, really niche down. Don't just go marketing. If you're on digital marketing, but then go on. In fact, think of the topic, the, 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 the course topic in a broad sense, and then niche down. So think of um, the end result that the student wants to face. Carry a market research assessment to know whether your topic is in high demand, but how do you ensure your course topic is in high demand? Use online platforms like Linda, Skillshare, Coursera to find out what your competitors are doing and even go to somewhere like Amazon.com. And because some people who have 
um, written books as well. You can look at the feedback of, of books that can be courses. It will help you differentiate what you offer from what you offer different from what they have, enabling you to stand off from your competitors. Focus on the trends, ideas in your course titles, and major selling points for popular courses. As an online course creator, you, you want to avoid getting stuck with a course you cannot sell. Therefore, it is a good idea to pre-sell your course to figure out your target audience. It will help you avoid creating a course that will not sell. How to pre-sell a course? I thought you'd never ask. So here are some tips on how to pre-sell your course. Sell your course before you create it. Obviously, you can come up with a course title and outline that shows the content that will be included in the course. You can then set a price for it and set sales goals. For example, you can hope to acquire 10 customers or 10 students. You will then introduce this information to your audience through a webinar or an email. And if you're wondering, well, where do I have zero audience? Oh my goodness. One of the fastest and easiest ways ways to um, get an audience, like an audience of a thousand people in three days is by creating a Facebook group. And there are at least two people I know who um, teaches you how to um, uh, grow a business using a Facebook group. Um, you just Google it and find out. I just can't remember the names of it right now. They're actually, one of them is called Tribe Geeks. Um I, I'm trying to remember her name, who it's run by, but Tribe Geeks is the name of one of the persons who is a certified community manager with Google, with, sorry, with Facebook. <laughs> and she teaches people how to um, incorporate a Facebook group or build an audience using a Facebook group. If your course fails to meet your goals, you can explain to them that you will refund them because there needs to be more interest shown towards your content. So you take the payment from them. And if it is, like, for example, you wanted 10 students and only two people sign up, um, you can give them back a refund and probably rework your course uh, title, content, etc. If you use this tactic, ensure that you will be ready to deliver the content within a specified time frame. That's the next thing about pre-selling course. When you pre-sell a course, guess what? The clock starts ticking. Refund requests and complaints may come if you do not keep up your end of the bargain. Launch a pilot course is the next option. The pilot strategy is, in com is common among TV networks. The strategy involves creating a pilot episode, a standalone one meant to test the ground and gauge if the reception would be successful. They can continue the series if it is well received, saving production and marketing money. You can use the same strategy to gauge whether people are willing to pay for your content and get feedback from your target audience. You can then improve and refine your course based on your feedback. You can sell a lower price of the pilot course. So your pilot should sell at a lower price what, what you eventually plan to sell. So for example, you want to um, online course, it's a group program and you want to sell it for $19.97, $1,997. You might want to start selling it for maybe $2.97 or $4.97. And then based on the feedback, you can improve it and then increase the price to $6.97, then get feedback and from the people who buy that. And increase that into $9.97 and so on and so on until you get to your, your price goal. You can create hype around this by calling them a beta testing group and limiting the number of students. You can increase the prices as the course becomes more popular and advanced. Number two, identify a course type. There are different types of courses that you can explore as a content creator. The type of course you choose is crucial as uh, it determines the method you you use the market buyers, the selling price of the course and the content. A great course will fall under one of the types of the, um, these particular types of categories. It could be mini courses. A mini course, for example, are small courses that would require the user to take one or two hour, um, hours to complete. It can be delivered through a variety of mediums. For instance, you can deliver it as a series of short videos or emails. If you choose to do a mini course, it is best to, pri um, to price it under $100 or even let it be free. Those who offer many free mini courses do it as a marketing tool or a lead magnet for a bigger, bigger pricier course. A mini course is best for you if you are just getting started and looking to test the market for a larger course. It can be the first online course you offer in a series of many others and can be free, free trial for more advanced courses. So how do you about, how do you go about creating a mini course? Well, creating a mini course requires a fine balance between the course topic, the curriculum, the length, and the topic. Below, below us, um, here are some of the steps that you need to take. So choose a super actionable topic. Choose your audience wisely. 
um, use bite-sized content. So after honing in your audience, you should get started on course content and action plan. Your target audience needs concise information. So avoid any fillers. Instead of help them, build the momentum quickly as you go through the course by presenting information in small bite-sized chunks. Don't overthink it. Avoid overthinking the process. This is just a small course, a mini course. And consider um, impulse buyers when pricing. So people would quickly buy um, something below $37. They don't have to consult a spouse um, to make that kind of purchase. So many course creators give free mini courses so the user can see what a full course offers. However, you can start at a low price to help filter out those who are willing to pay from who are willing to pay from those who are not. So that that's first one. So it's a mini course. The next one on the list then is a multi-day course, or they call them boot camps as well. A multi-day course can be called boot camps. These are intermediate intermediate courses that require days to complete. You can design it as a series, pre-recorded videos, um, breaking down the course into modules or levels. Include checklists and worksheets. It's like a think of it as a treat as a retreat as well. And uh, you will you um you can include checklists and worksheets and you've gotten yourself a winner. Most of these are within the price range of 250 bucks to 2000 And ideal for those who have already validated their idea through mini courses. Um, there are some mini um, multi-day courses that can be run as challenges, uh, which are free. And it's you have to have a short, actionable end goal at the end. So how um, how to get started on Pinterest, for example is a, a really good, specific, short um, five-day challenge that can be run for people who want to learn how to basically get started on Pinterest. So let's look at masterclasses now. So you have a mini course, you've got a multi-day course, and now it's masterclasses. So masterclasses are more advanced than typical bootcamp and get toward a professional audience. This course takes two takes weeks to months to complete and gives the audience an entire system to help them succeed. You can price it anyway between three thousand and five thousand, which is ideal for those who want to offer a more comprehensive course than a mini course and boot camps. One thing about masterclasses, it's kind of very similar to a mastermind. Um, so bear that in mind as well. All right, so choose the best medium for your course. So let's look at the different mediums or ways of presenting your content. You can decide a medium for your course based on the contents of your course. So for instance, a mini course can work with email. You can use text, screenshots, and images to pass a message along. More advanced or intense courses may require you to do multiple formats throughout the course to promote your user engagement. Here are some recommended formats. You've got your video. Everybody knows video content is ideal for portraying ideas simply and effectively. Here you can read more about creating a um, video for a successful online course. I've left a link in the show notes. Head over to successandscramble.com forward slash EP255. You get access to the show notes and all of the links. Um, we have screencasts and walkthroughs. So screencasts are a good option for those if it is um, it involves like lots of demonstrations. So for example, the course I would teach um, is how to implement something, some kind of a technology in your business. So mine would be good um, screencast walkthrough. This medium will allow your students to see the steps they need to take to get to an answer. For instance, an arithmetic course, as you can imagine, anything to do with mathematics definitely needs a screencast. Then you've got text content. Text content is ideal, ideal for a course that explains concepts in detail and gives step-by-step -step information. It can also be useful if you need to link information to other sources around the web. Then you've got downloadable content. So this format is applicable if you want to include glossary of templates, cheat sheets, checklists to help set up um, your users for success. Then you've got workbooks. Um, this is great information and, and you can help present information for learners internalize. Workbooks are great to walk people through the course, especially if they're things to implement. Um, one of the programs I'm doing at the moment has an associated workbook. So every week, like it has broken down into 12 weeks, I believe it is. And every week I've got two or three pages of um, a workbook. And the workbook, what's good about this workbook, it's actually um, inside of Google Docs. So I just need to complete the content as I grow. So workbooks can be like a document or it can also be um, a PDF format as well. Okay. <clears throat> 
At number four, we've got produce your online course. So now it's time to produce your course and bring it to life. How long should your online course be? Um, I'll give you some more information on that in the link in the show notes. However, ideally, you should have an, a course outline, come up with content, and then logically divide the content into lessons. Create your outline, keeping the student in mind, and considering how long your course is. If you want to know more about how to make your uh, a course online, you can read more. I've left a link again in the show notes. Head over to successandscramble.com forward slash EP255. The number of lessons you provide will determine by the determined by the type of course you choose and the time and course implications. After sorting out the outline, you can break down your course into lessons and modules. If you haven't gotten access to the free um, course outline document that I've provided to my listeners and um, readers, etc., head over to the show notes, successandscramble.com forward slash EP255. Again, access to the show notes that will have a link to an on out, a course outline template that you can use to create your online course. Okay, so at number five, you've got to select the best platform. So just to recap, just in case you, you know, you've been taking notes, um, the first thing you need to do um, in, in getting this course is you find your niche. That's number one. Number two, we identify the course type. And number three, we've got to choose the best um, medium for the course. You've got video, screencast, text, etc. Number four, you produce your online course. And number five, you select the best course platform. This one is going to be hard. At the time of this recording, um, course platforms, there are several of them. And sometimes it's quite hard to choose the best one for your needs because it depends on the price and um, it depends on other features. So, so for example, one of the, the biggest things you need to look out for when it comes to online course platforms is the ability to host videos, okay? Not all course platforms are created equal. There are very few of them left that actually host the video. In other words, you don't have to use a third-party platform like Wistia or Vimeo or YouTube to actually, you know, display the video. Um, a very, very few of them actually allow you to do that. People like uh, Teachable, Tinkific, Kajabi, um, and System are some of those that will allow, allow you to actually upload the video into their platform. Like I said, there are very few left. Um, many of them are now requiring you to um, host your videos externally using something like S3 or Vimeo or Wistia or YouTube. Stay away from those if it is you are your um, course is video-based because then you jeopardize the quality and the reliability and everything up to your course because now you're depending on your course platform plus another third party to host your videos. Okay, let's look at the best course platforms and let's break down the different types. Some of them include standalone platforms, on all-in-one platforms, and online marketplaces. What's the difference? Let's get, into, let's get into the differences. So standalone platforms, these give you control over your content and data. These include Thinkific, LearnWords, Teachery, Teachable, Kajabi, System. This kind of platform has all of the tools you need to host your content in one place. These include website builders and marketing tools. Then you've got on all-in-one platforms. Note that such platforms may be expensive. However, they are worthwhile as they let you use multiple tools to accomplish your things in the same place. Some of them are best the best online platform, course platforms out. Now, Kajabi is actually one of them. Um, but Kajabi has a lot of um, healing problems at the time of this particular recording. Um, so, I mean, if it is you would like to discuss with me, because um, I have a lot, like a lot of, a lot of experience helping course creators and even building of my own courses, I've used platforms like um, Teachable, Thinkific, um, Memberfault, uh, System, and many, many others to host course courses. So I know I've, I can tell you firsthand, Kajabi, um, um, Kartra, etc. list goes on. I've used many of them and done many of them for clients as well. Um, there's also things like um, uh, ClickFunnels. You know, there are loads, loads of them. If you need um, to discuss it with someone, someone who has experience in that area, you head over to success on scramble.com forward slash TMS. That's Tango Mango Sierra. Tango Mango Sierra. 
successunscramble.com forward slash Tango Mango Sierra TMS um, to, to get access to my color and book some time and we can discuss your particular requirements and then I can guide you through that process. If there's a possibility that I might be able to help you, I might refer you to someone else. But, you know, head over, some, head over to the... Um, to that particular calendar link and book some time in my calendar and we can take it from there. Okay, then those are the all-in-one platforms. Like I mentioned, Kajabi is one of them. System is kind of one of them. Kartra is a major one. It does a lot of things. Then you have what we call online online course marketplaces. Online course marketplaces, marketplaces have built-in audiences. That's what makes it different from anything else that can help bring your course to surface easily and quickly. There are disadvantages to online marketplaces, but let me get into it. You may need more control over your pricing and data, but it can be one of the best market uh, masterclass alternatives you can get in the market. They include platforms such as Udemy and Skillshare. And so the, the good thing is you get an, a built-in audience. The bad thing is the price of your course is going to be like $12, $15, $20. When you host on a standalone platform, you're looking at charging people a much more reasonable price, like $397, $1997, $1597, $1497. I'm talking about $1,497 compared to online marketplaces where you have to drop your price significantly. So you have, it's a trade-off between do you want um, a, a built-in audience or do you want to you know, do all the hard work of marketing? And no way is right or wrong. It depends on your resources. Like if you don't have... Um, like you're using, if you say, for example, use Udemy and Skillshare and online marketplace as a lead magnet to get your name or data bill authority, and then you have a more expensive, um, exclusive platforms than on standalone platforms. That's another way to, to do it. Okay, so number six, establish a course pricing and sales targets. Speaking of pricing. So the next step involves setting up your sales and goals and course pricing. Ideally, the cost of creating your course can be low, mid, or high cost, depending on the course you created. However, the pricing will depend on other factors, a lot of factors. Niche and course topics. So considering your industry, how others are pricing, their courses would be best. Marketing, your price will also be determined by the amount you're willing to spend on marketing. For example, the course of marketing on social media may be different from marketing a course in real life. As discussed before, you can pre-sell your course to see how it will be you know, fair in the real world. You can do this via building a Facebook group. Your authority as a course creator, buyers will pay more if you are perceived to be valuable and considered a force in the industry. Therefore, create a perceived authority before diving into course creation. A good way to see how much your course is worth is to research your competitors prices and how they are pricing their digital courses. The price you set should not be too low or too high. Remember to set sales goals, which can then inform your pricing. So that's um, pricing in a nutshell. Um, there is, like I can give you the, the guide price. So people would normally price, like for example, a mini course at 37, then a sort of not so entry level course at 97. Then you've got 297, 397, 497, and then 797, some people price it at that. And then you've got 997. And then it goes up from there. So consider all of those when you're pricing your course. You know, there's so many factors. I can't really give you a uh, um, drop dead. This is the guide. This is the way you need to follow. You will know based on, um, like, if the course is an entry level for your business and you're using it as a lead magnet or, magnet or as a way to generate income for um what do you call that? For Facebook ads or for ad as an ad budget, then two ninety seven. Sorry, twenty seven and thirty seven is the best way for an really a, a lead. Sorry, not a lead magnet. Okay, call it a let's call it a paid lead magnet. Anyway, this is a podcast. This is not a thing. Let me let me keep going. And number seven, we got to launch your online course. So now that you have come this far, it is time to launch your course to move to the world, market it to buyers. If you want to know how to launch your online course. Follow the marketing tips. Um, host weekly webinars. And this can be automated webinars. It doesn't have to be because running a webinar takes a lot of energy. A lot. Um, so consider whether or not you've got the time, resources to do live webinars every week. If you don't, then I suggest you consider running an evergreen webinar. And I have to preface it by saying evergreen webinars, by the way, won't work for everyone. 
um, and your evergreen webinars or or even let's just say webinars on a whole is good for courses that has a price above $500, $500 and above. Anything below that, webinars are not a really good way to market your course. Um, you can prevent yourself from getting overwhelmed. Um, it's a good low-cost way of, um, you know, generating, how would I put it, um, building authority, generating awareness to your course. They're also low-cost and they can be a good way to convince your audience to buy your course. The reason why is that people would observe your teaching style and then decide whether or not um, you, your, the way you, your, your teaching style resonates with the way they learn, if that makes sense. Email marketing. So you must, of course, first capture prospective buyers' email addresses. Like I mentioned, you can do this um, by, you know, building a Facebook group and then capturing the emails that way and have an email list to help share updates, discounts, and any other information related to the course. While some people may buy the course from the landing page, others may only be convinced through the email marketing funnel. Podcast appearances, ideally. Podcast appearances can help increase your authority and help you show your expertise. You can pitch to podcasters in your niches so they can see the value and you can add, add to their listeners. In addition, they allow you to tell the audience what you're working on and even offer them a discount. Choosing a platform wisely. So if it is you want to go with a platform and an audience built it, then it's a good way to launch your course that way. Choosing a platform, setting up your put your course is crucial. As this is where students will get access to your content and will um, you will be the manager that way. So several platforms like Podia and Kajabi can help you get started as you come to the last steps on how to sell an online course. You can use Podia versus um, Kajabi resource, which I've created. I've left a link in the show notes to see which products work best for your needs. And number eight, we've got creating a community. So many people say you build the audience and then do the course. And the reason why they say they do that is um, your audience will actually guide you in creating the content that people want as opposed to what you think they need. Uh, if you are looking to, uh, for different ways to give your course traction online, one of the best tips would be that you build an online community, like I mentioned, a Facebook group earlier. If you're wondering how to build a community for your course, here are some pointers. Uh, online communication platforms such as Discord, Circle, or Slack can be a good place to build a community or a Facebook group. Build a members area on your site. Um, you can include forums, blogs, and chat boxes. This type of content would only be available to paying users. Uh, social media groups, you can also use online community resources such as Twitter, Twitter lists, and Facebook groups allow members to interact with each other. And audience interaction also helps, you know, drive that excitement um, for your content. Okay, so next we have promoting your course online. So you've got launching, we've got um, creating a community, and you've got promoting. You must promote your online course and show longevity. If you do not know how to market your online course, um, I've got some pointers for you. Invest in social media ads. One of the best ways to promote your course is to utilize social media ads um, marketing tool. Facebook ads are a great way to start as an online platform, provides uh, various tools um, to ensure your online marketing success. Never put money behind ads. Sorry, never put money um, yeah, behind ads unless you have proof of concept that your course converts. Uh, Facebook ads library allows you to spy on what your competitors are doing online and see the active ads on different meta products. On the other hand, the Facebook ads learning phase is when the delivery system will learn about your ad set. During this time, you should not expect a stellar performance as the performance will fluctuate and results will vary. If meta products are not working for you, you can choose an alternative, alternative Facebook ads and see how well that works out. Sometimes you may need help figuring it out, as only some have the knowledge and, and skills to market a course successfully. For example, me. Um, I've done this for many, many clients. Um, if you want help in that area, you can head over to success on, success on scramble.com forward slash Tifa Tango. M for Miami or M for Mango, M for um, M for anything that you want to put it as TMS. So success on scramble.com forward slash TMS. You get access a link to my calendar to book some time and we can sit and discuss via Zoom what you want. I can help you plan your course so you will always have content ideas whenever 
they are prompting your course on social media. Or sorry, whenever we are promoting a course on social media. Um, gather feedback and testimonials. So very important. Since this is a way of disseminating online education, you can make extra data-driven decisions based on analytics and scale higher with your online course. Take advantage of your chances to improve the curriculum by seeking feedback at all stages of the course, literally all stages. I have a client who does that, and it's like literally every stage of the course has a survey finding out how country can improve each of those stages. If you can improve the course, your students will enjoy better a better experience and enroll in your future courses and workshops. You can do this by creating surveys that explore your user experience, provide a chance for them to give suggestions for improvement. You can then adjust to make your course better. Okay, would you like to hear the four common mistakes to avoid when creating an online course? Okay. Creating an online course can be taxing if the right steps are not, are not followed. If the right steps are not followed, do you know the steps you need to take to create an interactive content online? Consider these mistakes during the course creation process to help you meet your educational goals. Number one, information overload. The first thing you need to do is to avoid overloading your learners with too much information. And can I assure you, it is so easy to do. That's why I keep telling you there's a difference between getting a BSc in psychology rather than um, some sort of a, a psychology course telling them how to, like for example, how to get your first 10 clients as a psychologist or how to um, become a psychologist in a year. Like there's all these different ways of having a, a result focus um, program. Um, I'm not sure you can become a psychologist in a year, so I probably should do something more practical. Um, you have all of these people who do um, massages. How, can, how to become a, um, a booked-out masseuse in 12 months or less? Do you see the results-based focus um, topic? Whereas how to become a masseuse, there's no results, there's no time frame, there's nothing. So consider that. It mustn't be too much information, but just enough information to get them the result that they want. It can overwhelm them, hinder the online learning process. Instead of sharing every aspect of the course, focus on the main points and discuss them extensively. As a result, you will build a strong community and improve the learning process. Lack of engagement. Online courses that are longer with low inactivity could be more appealing. On the other hand, you want to give learners a manageable amount of information without impact. Encourage learners to participate in the learning process by allowing them to share views on the course materials. Similarly, create free discussions among learners on the platform to increase in, um, engagement. You only have an impact of your platform. Uh, you only have impact if your platform is fun and engaging. I just remember there is another course um, platform called Simplero, which is another all-in-one platform. There are some drawbacks on it, which I can't remember right at this moment in time. But again, if you want, book some time in my calendar and I'll be able to tell you, you know, what are the downsides and all that fun stuff. Another another um, mistake to avoid is unnecessary clicking. Only create meaningful, meaningful clickable interactions if you want something else to offer. Um, or if, sorry, if you have something else to offer. Focus on creating impactful content and only create links when necessary. This way you will be not bore your learners with endless clickable interactions. Lack of assessment. Online courses that lack any assessment are boring and incomplete. So the rule is simple. Always have an assessment at the end of each course, at the end of each module, or if you want at the end of each lesson, depending on the length of your course, because you don't want to assess every single lesson. Um, I do have, I mean, one program actually where at the end of every lesson, I believe, there is some sort of assessment or um, feedback loop, for want of a better word. And that can be quite mm, sticky, you know, like mm, preventing the student who wants to just keep going. This step is crucial because it allows learners to know their progress and whether or not they're on the right track. So how do you create an online course for free? Well, online courses are popular nowadays because of the high demand. With more people working online, the need for learning opportunities has increased to equip them 
with the necessary skills. Now, you don't have to necessarily do it for free, but if in, if it is, you want to do it for free just to test out as a lead magnet, for example, that's one thing about um, either cheap or free, so cheap in $7 programs or free as in you don't have to pay anything for it. The problem with free, obviously, people wouldn't, they put any skin in the game, they wouldn't take the course. But if you pay, if you give them a really good course of $7, yeah, they will, they will, well, it's $7 a month, even if you want they will milk that like no, nobody's business. There's high demand for online courses and more creators are needed to fill the gap. Many people think that course creation is expensive and need huge investment. Nothing is further from the truth going by the large number of creators online. You can create a course content for free and make it make fortunes out of it. Identify a niche, the first step obviously, choosing an attractive, unique topic that will appeal to your audience. You can find a wide range of ideas online, but ensure you choose something that appeals to you. Which which subjects are you passionate about? Identify a target audience who are ta- who you're targeting with your online course material. This information will help you design and create the right content, also determine your target audience age, background, interests to tailor the course material to their needs. Um, research a topic before you start. Take some time to learn about it. Um, if you're already an expert, that's fine, but always acknowledge your source when presenting other people's ideas instead of assuming as ownership of people's ideas. Provide practical and knowledgeable, valuable knowledge to gain trust. Tools and software. You can use software to create an online course for free. This includes FreshLearn, Teachable, and Thinkific. They all have free options available at the time of this recording because I know Thinkific went to only paid and then they switched back to having a free version. These tools are necessary to set up and use, allowing you to share courses at the touch of a button. How much does it cost to create an online course? Normally, well, it depends. I know you talk about for free, but think about it. You're using your energy and time to create this. And sometimes it can take, depending on the size of your course, it can take months to create an online course. Learn the cost of creating an online course, including software, web hosting, hardware course, learn free options available in the market and how to maximize them. Um, you can break down the course categories for each course creation to give you a good perspective for creating an online course ranges from 200 bucks to 10,000. Labor is the main source of expense in, uh, followed by software and equipment. Labor in terms of when you create, say for example, talking head video or uh screen share video or any of those, you may um, want to hand it over to a um, graphic design team or a video editing team, and they will edit it for you and give it back to you in a much more, like they got the arms and the L's and they, they um, have an intro and an outro and you know all of that fancy stuff. That's where, that's where the money comes in. Only some expenses are involved if you create a course and do not get third-party assistance. It enables you to learn quick tricks and tips to improve your content creation. While you can use free software to create your online course, you must get a good microphone. Getting the right equipment helps in production, producing high-quality content that captivates learners. You will incur a high, higher expense if you hire a professional to create and edit your course. I can tell you from, from you know from experience. Um. Yeah, don't create it yourself. I mean, if it is you want to be the authority in the space, why give it to someone else to create? You create it yourself. You do the videos yourself and you can get someone outsource the actual editing uh, or post-production of your materials. If you don't have the means to outsource, you can do everything by yourself. If anything, the best online courses out there are produced with minimal equipment, especially for your first one. Try with a mini course first, use it as a way um, to generate income to create a bigger or more signature focus course. So what are the essentials for creating an online course? There's hardware. So the actual equipment needed to produce the online class will incur like roughly $300 for hardware. I'm talking about microphone, your pen, your notepad, external hard drive, that kind of a thing. There's software that, uh, that, that companies would use um, and get another, another roughly $300. You may need to use tools like Camtasia for video editing, Adobe Premiere, Femora, Final Cut Pro, you know, all of those. Filmic Pro, depending on, you know, what platforms you're using. If, I mean, you can get access to the show notes, head over to successandscramble.com forward slash EP255, and you'll actually see a breakdown of the equipment that you need. Hosting, where you place the course materials so learners can um, get access to it. You can use YouTube if you want, and then have the actual course in an email format so that every email has 
a link to, or even yeah a link to each each of the videos, um, which you can host on YouTube, for example, as uh, unlisted, or you can use paid platforms like Vimeo, Wistia, Kajabi, Thinkific, marketing. Ooh, tools used to promote your course um, for marketing could be things like MailerLite. Or you need to promote professional solution use like Active Campaign, Convert Kit, uh, Missing Letter, Easy Webinar, a microphone, like I mentioned before, major piece of equipment you need to produce, um, and you can get a good one for 100 bucks. Um, of course, you need a laptop. If you already have a laptop, that's fine. But if it is you don't, or if the desktop, well, laptop is better depending on, you know, if it is you're using a tool like Vidya to create the videos or StreamYard, you will need a webcam. Again, you can use desktop or laptop, but you know, you decide what you want to use. So question, is creating an online course profitable? Yes. <laughs> I'm saying yes slowly because it's not instantly profitable. If you are Victoria Beckham or um, let's say um, Lady Gaga and you create an online course, you already have an audience or um, what's her name? Um, Rihanna, you already have a following, so it will be profitable if Rihanna comes out with an online course about, like, for example, voice classes, <gasps> voice singing classes. Ooh, she already has an audience, but if it is you have no authority, no audience, and you would launch a course, it can be profitable once you know what you're doing. Again, if you need to talk to someone about it successonscramble.com forward slash TMS Tango um, Mango uh, Sierra and you'll be able to then Tango Mike Sierra Tango Mike Sierra and you get access to my calendar book some time and we can discuss what is your best way to make sure your course is profitable creating an online course is profitable venture like any other business plus there are good platforms on which you can market your courses like for example um, uh, Udemy Skillshare the good thing is you have many avenues that you can use to scale up your online business. You're missing a lot. And if it is you via Facebook group as well, that can help you. You're missing a lot if you have not started creating an online courses, online course. Um, it is hard to code the amount you can make by creating online courses. You just, it's like how long is a piece of string? Um, one thing you know for sure is profits if you do it right. Um, you can sell courses on Amazon if it is you decide to use uh, ebooks as a way or even Kindle books to generate, use it as a lead gen tool to promote your um, online course. The best part is that you get to sell your courses um, for free. So some people have turned their, their courses into ebooks. Once you sign up an Amazon seller, you can sell your courses without monthly fees, etc. Um, you pay Amazon 99 cents for every course sold to get value. That's ebook course that is sold to get valuable tools. You can sign up as a professional seller at a fee. Selling on a platform is easy. Um, profits you get from selling your on online courses vary and depend on the many factors. Some factors that affect the amount you, you earn include the course price, customer loyalty, your audience, sales and marketing experience. In addition, some courses pay more than others. One way to increase course creation earnings is to improve your online course value. While creating a course content purely for money is okay, you can you can also need um, you also need to consider the value students derive from your, your from using your course. In other words, if at the end of doing you um, picking your course, they save one thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars, or they are actually can use your course to generate ten thousand dollars, then your course suddenly becomes really valuable to your audience. Um. How can you make online course more interactive? Many creators need help to create interactive courses that appeal to learners. You can turn boring courses into immersive and interactive ones with the right knowledge um, by, number one, adapting an active learning approach. Creators who engage students directly with the course materials yield better results than those who prefer passing learning approach. So for example, um, uh, weekly coaching sessions, um, guests, um, guest presenters, so it's really interactive. So you have the course content on the platform and then you have this kind of weekly or regular monthly coaching um, where people can, uh, people like your students can come and 
ask questions before I, we might have trouble implementing it and you can answer questions around that. So it's very interactive, hands-on. And you don't have to do it all yourself because you then really suffer from burnout. You can get um, coaches, additional coaches to help you through that process. You can run a cohort-based course. So students, um, you open a cohort, it runs for three months and at the end of the, that cohort, you close that cohort down and you move on to another new cohort then and run that for three months. And it's very interactive because students then collaborate with each other. So the difference between that and the um, live coaching is like it's ongoing. People don't belong, don't join at all the same time. Whereas a cohort base, everybody joins at the same time. Live lessons. So instead of having the, the course stuck on a, you know, a course platform somewhere, you can decide, no, 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 no. I'm going to do like a workshop base kind of lesson. Um, and then you announce a list, okay, we're going to do this workshop and we're going to run it for an hour or two hours. And you can come in, come on the workshop, learn what you have to learn, ask questions, and then you have the record, you give access to the students access to the recording. They can, can look, um, rewatch it, watch a replay. People who couldn't make it can watch a replay, et cetera. So that's the three ways you can make it more interactive. I'll, re I'll recap on that. You've got the adaptive learning, active learning approach. So you've got the regular course material on a platform somewhere. And then you have weekly or biweekly or monthly coaching sessions. And you can then get other coaches to come and help you and deliver the content. You have a tech person, someone in marketing, someone in sales, someone, you know, covering all the different aspects, of it, especially if your course is a really big, long course that lasts six months, for example. Then you've got a cohort-based one where all of these group of people, like 10, 30 people join together. They go through the course together the 10 months and and they have shared learning sessions and stuff and then they have a graduation. And then you have live lessons, which is more like a, like a workshop-based things where people come together and the lesson, the, the course delivered live. People ask questions and then that's it. Or it could be like a, uh, a week long. It doesn't have to be one day. It could be a week long. So every day for five days, deliver the content and it's put onto a platform somewhere where they can get access then to the recording. So creating an online course can be daunting if you need the necessary tools and skills. However, content creation has come a long way to accommodate different subjects and individuals to speak freely and connect with their audience. You can use many tools to create a robust online course that gives value to learners. You can learn about the topics of interest that interest you. Seek subject matter experts on your opinion on how to go about them. Don't be afraid of failure or rejection. That will happen. It's just failure and rejection is just learning. Use them as a stepping stone to develop your course and creation. If you need help, you can head over to the show notes, successandscramble.com forward slash EP255. You can access the show notes and all material I've just covered there, uh, as well as a link to book some time in my calendar or the direct link to book some time in my calendar is successandscramble.com forward slash TMS, Tango Mike Sierra, where you can get access to my calendar and book some time and we can have a discussion uh, about what your needs are and I may be able to help you with most of it or a lot of it. Um, if not, there are a lot of people who I know who can help you depending on where you are in your um, course creation process. This episode of the Success Unscrambled podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be the first to learn how to exponentially grow your coaching business with more tips and tricks in tech, marketing, and systems. That way, you can become more profitable, allowing you to hire a supportive team. Remember to leave a five-star rating with valuable feedback so that we can continue to bring you content that gives you results. See you on the next episode.